0: psalm 72 give the king your justice o god and your righteousness to a king's son may he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice may the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness may he defend the cause of the poor the people give deliverance to the needy and crush the oppressor may he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound, until the moon is no more. May he have dominion, dominion over the sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May his foes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations give him service, for he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precesses their blood in his sight. Long may he live, may gold of Sheba be given to him, may prayer be made for him continually, and blessings invoked for him all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May may its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May all the nations be blessed in him. May they pronounce him happy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May his glory fill the whole earth. Amen and Amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. Job, chapter 42, verses 10 through 17. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before. And they ate bread with him in his house. They showed him sympathy and comforted him all. For all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, and each of them gave him a piece of money and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, and he had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first Jemima, the second Keziah, the third Karen and In all the land there were no women so beautiful as Job's daughters and their father gave them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and his children's children, four generations, and Job died old and full of days. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 16 through 21. No one, after lighting a lamp, hides it under a jar, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand. that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not become known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. Then his mother and brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But he said to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Good morning and welcome to the 10th day of Christmas. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Wonkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 72, Job 42 and Luke 8. And The reading from Job is uh, towards the end, I don't know if it's the very, very end. Um, But Job, uh, just a quick overview, is this fictional story that's included in the prophetic literature in the Christian Bibles um, and the writings in the Hebrew Bible. Um, And it's Job isn't necessarily a prophet, but he's a good man who um, God knows is good and Satan knows is good, and they play a little bet. And uh, they take everything from him. And God bets that Job will remain true to God, and Satan bets that Job only loves God because of what he has. And so um, they go through these trials, or he goes through these trials, um, and then Job and his friends debate, and then finally um, it ends, and scholars believe that this ending, where the Lord restores the fortunes of Job, may have been an add-on, a cheap you know, cherry on top of a shit sandwich, right, to make everybody feel better. Um, that it's this optimism that isn't really reflected in the earlier part of the book. And that that may be true. Um, but it may also have been included. I mean, the original, you know, the ancient writers and authors probably didn't, you know, probably didn't hate the, you know, little cherry on top either, um, as... Cheap and um, not misleading, but it gives the impression that despite, you know, it's almost, it almost undoes the entire book. Uh, because it, its basic point is to be anti-prosperity gospel. Like, don't believe that what you have is a product of God's, you know, bestowal there are bad people who accumulate and hoard um and that doesn't mean that god loves them just because they have a lot of shit um and so to put this at the end seems to just reaffirm the prosperity gospel mentality that oh you know god really does love him because he got all this stuff back and got all these daughters are super hot and blah 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 and that that could very well be um that it you know kind of reaffirms the prosperity gospel but that doesn't mean it's not true, I don't think. I think you can have that happy ending, um, but I also think that the happy endings are the exception that prove the rule, um, and that we shouldn't expect them. Um, we shouldn't rule them out, but I don't think we should expect them. And that brings me to the Gospel reading from Luke, which ends with this line that seems to, you know, from Jesus' mouth, that seems to undermine the central importance of, you know, blood family, or uh, yeah, I'll say blood family. I was going to say the nuclear family, but that's kind of an invention. Anyway, um, he says, my my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. And it implies, you know, he says um, in Matthew as well, you know, I've come to divide father from son, mother from daughter, right? And so these kinds of sayings imply that family is not that important to Jesus and i don't think that's true i think i think at least with this gospel text that i mean he's clearly he's surrounded by a crowd he's got a penchant for spouting off pithy little one-liners to kind of you know remind people uh you know to focus on the correct things, right? So, I it makes me think of this time I was on the phone with Home Depot. We'd ordered doors to replace the lead doors and there's all kinds of I was I'm pretty hyped up about it. We still have the doors. I'm pissed at Home Depot. I might have to take him to court. And one of the last conversations I had with them um was when they told me they were canceling our project and I said, you know, he's he said something like I'm sorry, uh, that's all we could do. And knowing that I may have to take them to court, I said, "I, you know, I don't want to hear your apology. Um, it is not true that it's all you can do. You know, please put, place the orders for the doors. Something like that. And I kept saying it because he kept saying, like, I'm sorry, we've decided to blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, I'm not going to give anybody—and I was recording the conversation, I'm sure they were too— I'm not going to give anybody who hears this any kind of entrance into thinking that I'm just giving up, that, like, it's okay that, oh, you know, you just apologize and blah, blah, blah. No, they knew that there was lead in the doors, and they fucked up my order, and now I've got, you know, probably several months of these this lead still in my house with two minor children. Um, and so I kept saying that because it's important to insist on the truth, especially if you think a court is going to get involved. Um, And so I kept saying, you know, he had to figure out the right words to say, because I wasn't going to hang up, and if he hung up on me, that increases the the appearance of bad faith. So he had to figure out the right words to say before I would, you know, to kind of maneuver out of this phone call. And that's kind of the sense I get from Jesus. You know, he's surrounded by people, and... Family groups are really important. they have always been important, and I imagine that one of the things that, he's, that he addresses, you know, even here in this incident you know, Luke doesn't record all of it. it's impossible. But he, I imagine him saying something about families, and as he's like ushered away, he said, "Your mothers and brothers are here. Aren't they important?" And I think it is important, but I think God is more important. I think prosperity is important, but God is more important. And so, as he's ushered off, he reminds them, "Look, I may love my my mother and my brothers, um, but all of you are my family. You know, God is more important. The the beloved community, the body of Christ, is more important than bloodlines. Um, Because it's you know, his mother and brothers loved him. His mother was the last one." to see him on the cross. Um, his brother, James the Just, becomes the Bishop of Jerusalem like, and a follower. Um, and so it's, it's not true that family is not important. It's not true that, um, the prosperi- that prosperity is in and of itself bad. We can't have our happy endings so long as we remember that those are not the greatest good. We have our happy endings, our family ties, so long as we remember that the only thing that endures is God. Um, And, you know, it may be difficult. We may not always get them. We may not get prosperity. We may not get good relationships with our family. Um, We should, but when we expect them, that becomes a problem. When we expect things from God, when we expect things out of our lives, Uh, that's when problems begin to arise. A Prayer for the Whole Human Family Adapted from the Book of Common Prayer O God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all cultures and genders may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard,